There we go. Uh, John chapter 16 today and verse 29 says, His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things. Okay, so the, the disciples were recognizing Jesus as God. And uh, and even going back to some of what we've heard uh, over the last week and a half in our devotions, our meditations today, recognizing his authority. Um, you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this, we believe that you came forth from God. Okay, so your deity, uh, your God, um, there's no need that anyone should question you because you have your truth. So this is in itself is, um, is very compelling for his disciples. Then verse 31, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered. So think of this. Now, this is not what I'm heading toward, but this is an interesting thought. His his authority has been established. The truth has been established. His deity has been established. And now he's saying, you need to know this. (laughs) You need to have this in your heart. My authority and my credibility and my preeminence and my sovereignty, you need to have this in your heart, firmly fixed in your heart, because you're going places. You're going to be scattered. I'm not going to be here any longer. You're going to be elsewhere, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Wow. So there's going to be a time when we are not together any longer. The way of your security and the way of your stability and the way of your um, um, trust is in me. Um in me, you may have peace. So in a world that's constantly changing, and as you scatter, and as you die, in me, you will have peace. Hmm. That speaks a lot to us today in a culture of transition, a culture of disruption. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the text goes on in verse 33. In the world, you will have tribulation. It's a promise. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So I read that Sunday morning, I think it was, or late Saturday night, and I thought, all of the the rigmarole that goes on in our culture, and I'm not even sure what rigmarole means, but it's the word that came to mind. Um, all of the havocness of our culture just fades. It just fades in the presence of our Lord. 
you will have tribulation. I think somebody yesterday prayed um, about those in bonds. And Hebrews tells us that we are to pray for those in bonds as those who are bound with them. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I, sovereign God, deity, the one who knows all things, the one who doesn't need to be questioned, the one who came from God, I have overcome the world. And then verse 17, or chapter 17 in verse 1, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, and that's as far as we're going to go. We get into what we refer to today as Jesus's high priestly prayer, which is almost as there's a couple of passages of scripture that I'm very hesitant to even speak on. One is Isaiah 53. This seems to be holy ground. All the God, God's word is holy ground, but there's just something to me, in my heart about Isaiah 53 that's almost like I'm just not worthy of even preaching from Isaiah 53. And John 17 is another one of those passages. It just seems like we get to hear Jesus talking to his father. Um, but, but those words that Jesus... Sure, how lived, well, how about you? That well, Jesus up and down between disasters. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got a hot mic, and I got to get back to my screen Oops. here to to uh, fix the hot mic. Okay. Very good. Um, um, Jesus in this John seventeen. Fascinating to me, because I don't know how many times, probably thousands of times over the course of pastoral ministry or even in my own family devotions have I said, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Have you said that? Have you, have you encouraged people? I mean, that's, that's good. It's okay. But that's not what Jesus did. He lifted up his eyes to heaven. I did this one time. <laughs> One time in a group of, of grade 12 in Canada, 12th grade in the U.S., but 12th graders in a Christian high school, as I was studying corporate prayer, and there was about 40 seniors in this room in the Christian high school, I said, why don't we just leave our eyes open when we pray and lift, lift our, our heads to the Lord in prayer? And it was so disconcerting that we almost couldn't pray because it was so odd instead of bowing our heads and closing our eyes. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. I'm just saying this, that's not what Jesus did. Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven to talk to his heavenly father. So this is kind of what I've been brewing on since Sunday morning. What does it mean that Jesus lifted up his eyes? I mean, obviously he's, he's, and, and part of what I understand is that culturally a Jew would never bow his head in talking to an authority. It was a, it was a, it was a sign of, it was a demeaning sign. It was something like the Jewish culture would look negatively. It to lose eye contact would have been a negative thing in the Jewish culture. Um, and I'm still going to bow my head and close my eyes today when we pray, but Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, 
think there's a sense in which there is a there's an eye contact that's very special. There is a, there's an awareness of of a, of the authority above us. There's a a sense of engagement and personal personal relationship with someone that you lift your eyes up and talk to them. Um, and this is all sounding. I probably won't even post this on the recording because my my thoughts are scattered here. But walking around Bob Jones campus, and that's neg- not negative about Bob Jones, but I I'm very aware that when you pass people on the sidewalk, they often look the other way instead of looking <laughs> looking you in the eyes and saying good morning. Uh, they're they're just lost in their own world. And but Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven. So today, as we're praying for revival and awakening, I think it's very special for us that we can have that personal relationship with our Lord. Um, and have that interaction, even with open eyes before the Lord as we pray. Open hearts, awareness. We're in the presence of the King of glory we're in the radiance of splendor. We're in the throne room of God. And probably if we were in the throne room of God, which we are positionally, but practically, we're still in the nasty now and now. But if we were in the throne room of God and we were talking to God, we wouldn't bow our heads and close our eyes. We would look at him and talk to him. And I'm not saying we ought to be looking at the camera when we pray today. I'm just saying I love that joy. I love that affirmation. I love that interaction. I love that personal presence that we can have in prayer. So as we are praying for revival and awakening, could we be mindful that we're talking to this same God and and same Jesus that the disciples said, um, you know all things. You have no need that anyone should question you. And by this, we believe that you came forth from God. We get to talk face-to-face with the God of creation. And so uh, we're praying that, obviously, for revival, that God would stir the hearts of believers to gospel awareness and to this enjoyment in the Lord. But also, let's face-to-face with God, ask him. I think it was Jemima within the last, this is Tuesday, so it must have been yesterday or Saturday morning. Uh, Jemima said of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit knows how to persuade God. That's an interesting perspective. I appreciated that. Um, We're praying face-to-face to the God of the universe, asking him to bring people to himself. Bring our loved ones, unsaved loved ones to himself. Bring those that we may yet even meet today to himself. Let's be praying for awakening. Let's be praying for the advance of the gospel. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face to see and know. Um, One of these days we get to behold our God face to face. We do so in prayer as well. Jesus spoke these words lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father.